This episode of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, makers of craft beer in central Alberta. Say hi to Matt if you're a little tired of talking to hands. Joe Sackick, we're a podcast. This would be his episode. It's episode 19 of The Harmonious Gentleman. I'm Chris. I'm Tyler. I'm Graham. And I'm Peter. Oh, Peter's here, friend of The Harmonious Gentleman, enjoying breakfast with us at Phil's Diner, where we're recording. And it's good to be back. Yeah, we're closer to the speaker in the restaurant, so if you pick up on music on this episode, that's um, it's in-house. It's not Graham's new jingle. No, it's not. No. Hmm. Are you into country music? Is that your... Not, not... Not typically. Never. <laughs> um, it's just really not my favorite thing to listen to, but in the background, I can deal with it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, should we start by reading an email? Yeah. 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 Um, this goes back a little ways in response to our episode with Pastor Dana, and it's from Carissa. So thanks for sending this in, Carissa. Um, she shared with us a song called Washerwoman God and tell, told us that it's a song that her family grew up listening to. Um, so if you're looking for a song to follow up that, that episode, just go to YouTube and search Washerwoman God. Chris, you said you've heard it? Uh, well, I heard it for the first time after I read the email and then listened to it. But it was, it was really good. Cool. And later on in the email, um, she referred to when Graham talked about reading books to Harvey that only have male images of God. And she thought, maybe this is the book I need to write. Um, so I think, hmm. Carissa, if you're listening, we'd strongly encourage you to write that book. We will pre-order. We'll pre-order. Oh, Kickstarter. nice. Yeah, and we we'll say, buy one to give out as a prize. Yes. If you allow Harmonious Gentleman to be on the cover page. Yeah. Or That's brought to you by Harmonious Gentleman. Brought to you by. Yeah. Or like at the very least dedicated to Harmonious Gentleman. Right. Yeah. At the very least profits towards <laughs> Harmonious Gentleman. <laughs> One of those three scenarios we're okay with. Right. Yeah, thanks for the email. I, I read just last night, Harvey picked You Are Special and Your Special Gift back to back, which are those, those, are those two Max Lucado books. Yeah, we just, I looked at one last night too. With my it's kids. Eli, the, yeah. the woodpecker. Yeah. 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 The woodpecker? The wood, what did I say? The wood, <laughs> I don't <laughs> know. Worker. Worker. He's yeah. like a carpenter. Oh, he builds carpenter. Because that's a different book. <laughs> Um, Could be. I don't, I've of, never heard of The race of, of sentient beings that he builds... If you email the show with what they're called, I'll be happy. Mm. They're not people. They're called something else. Wow. I got to, I want to win this contest. Maybe I'll look it up. Yeah. Hey, Peter, what, um, what should we talk about, uh, in Phil's today? Oh, did, did we decide that? Is that? Yeah. You're deciding right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe the topic is uh, political correctness. Mm -hmm. Or what I like to call just correctness, but that's I like to call it political. <laughs> ah, so. yeah, that's. Yeah. I thought we were talking about president's choice. Oh, <laughs> Tyler prepared for the wrong episode, <laughs> and he dressed completely in yellow, so I don't know. He has but all these okay. notes ready to go for today. Like I love aisle four. It's like. Well, at and first I thought it was progressive conservative. Okay, but then Makes I'm like, sense. no, that can't be it, and it's not it anymore anyway. Yeah. Definitely not no. progressive. So we are going to first <laughs> recommend some stuff and then jump to our discussion because we should get that off our, okay. you know, out of our system. Good deal. You, you all set for that? Here yeah, comes the jingle. It. 
Okay, I'm going to start our recommendations off with um, an author. Not like a, he's well known, so a lot of people know John Cracker or Cracker. Cracker. I just finished his thir- a, like a third book by him, and it's awesome. So you guys should read stuff. He did Into the Wild, which you've mm. probably seen the movie. Okay. Mm. And he did Missoula, which is about um, like the rape epidemic in universities, which is pretty dark, but oh, really good. Damn. And then another one is Under the Banner of Heaven about Mormons, uh, and it's fantastic. So Was it like investigative? Yeah, he's a journalist, okay. but he really tells a nice narrative each time, tells yeah. a good story. Um, Into the Wild is kind of what got him as, you know, made him kind of well-known, but I'm three for three, and they've all been awesome. So mm. as an author, good stuff. Now, my question for you is, did you actually read the book? <laughs> I oh, did. you have Peter. listened okay. to old yes. episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to live that one down. I did read the book. Okay, uh, just wanted to Actually, to be check. totally honest, I'm about 10 pages away from, from Into the Wild. Like I, it, was, it was getting late. But the other two I definitely read all the way through, and really good stuff. You guys seen the movie? No. Yeah, yeah, long time ago. Really good movie. Oh. Really good. John Krakour? I'm sure it's just Cracker, but it's K-R-A. Is there a Q in there? Oh. Well, it's like K-R-A-U-K-E-R, something oh. like that. It's a little bit different. <clears throat> yeah, any okay. book by him, but I Under the Banner of Heaven is my favorite one for sure, because it's about mm. uh, these fundamental Mormon. It's like a murder thing at first, and then then he also tells the whole history of the Mormon Church through the telling of the of the case and everything. And it it's one of those books where every two seconds I'm like, Heidi, listen to this. Like I had to share every every page the things I was learning. It was it was crazy. Cool. So, yeah. An author recommendation. I like it. Yeah. I'm going to recommend a movie. I know. Do it every time, but it's called <laughs> Knives Out, and it's really good. It's in theaters currently. Really great cast. Um, kind of a murder mystery like you've never seen. Yeah, it's fun. A whodunit. Go well, check the, it out. T- the tagline? A murder mystery like you've never seen. Yeah. Tyler, do your cool radio voice and say that. That'd be really neat. I actually don't know what the title of the movie is. I've, you've oh. said it a few times. Knives today. Out. Knives Out. Okay. Like our knives are out. Yeah. Knives okay. out. Yeah. A murder mystery like you've never seen before. Yeah. Nice. I want to watch nice. it again because of that. Yeah. It's not the greatest name for a movie. It's a little awkward. Yeah. But it That's also true. makes you wonder, what are you talking about? You know. Yeah. Um, I'm going to recommend Phil's Diner, where we're Ooh, I like it. just yes. finishing up our breakfast. Yeah. Um, and specifically, Andrea, the server. She's awesome. I don't know. She's amazing, actually. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. She we aren't here that often, but she knows our orders. And yeah. today she said, "Gentlemen, you probably don't need menus, and we don't even really need to order because she just knows what we want." Yeah, and we've never told her that we are the gentlemen, but she just knows. That's true. She knows us. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> well, we we fill our this table with all this gear. We look, you know, crazy with all our stuff, and she's just yeah, cool. We definitely stick out. There's. Yeah. Everybody who walks by the window looks at us. So. Yeah. And actually, this whole restaurant is empty, except I think people are going to the other side because they're intimidated. <laughs> Sorry, Phils. <laughs> I think there's a men's like devotion group over there. Oh, okay. You know, one of these days would be really cool to invite anybody from Phils and just like give me your thoughts on our topic today. Yeah. Just hear what they have to say. Andrea. We should ask Andrea. Yeah. Recommendation? I like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Phils. Yeah. Pills diner. And my Andrea right? Pills. Yeah. yeah. 
And my recommendation is the movie Rush. I rewatched that the other day, and it's a, a Ron Howard film starring Chris Hemsworth, and it's a, based on the real-life formula racing story between uh, James Hunt and Nicky Lauda. It's really good. It's The soundtrack is amazing. So if you don't feel like watching movies, just go to Spotify and listen to the, the Hans Zimmer soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, I like mm-hmm. that recommendation, a movie soundtrack recommendation. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I could I could list many movie soundtracks there. Is was, Top Gun on your top list? No. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you guys remember the first like movie soundtrack you ever had on like CD that you ever bought? Specifically like a movie soundtrack? Might have been Godzilla. Yeah, I had that one. Which Godzilla? Don't laugh, man. That had Heroes by uh, the Wallflowers. Oh, okay. It had You're Come With Me, me with Puff Daddy over a Led wow, Zeppelin cashmere track. Every I song. actually have the disc in my car right now, in the in the door. Chris, wow. I think we should be laughing at you for oh, not man. knowing about this. <laughs> yeah, this is great. <laughs> my my uh, first soundtrack was Braveheart. Oh. That's, a, that's a good soundtrack. I think it's James so, Newton Howard. So that'd be like the, the score more yeah, than a soundtrack? Yeah, I don't listen. Yeah, when I talk about soundtracks yeah i talk about the score i don't listen to these soundtracks that movies that have songs like that's just a so if i say twister well no then you'd hate <laughs> the dumb and dumber soundtrack which is the I best do. soundtrack of all time it is really good if you want to transport know, yourself to 1993 or whatever yeah that, that's probably i'm kind of a snob when it comes to, to everything soundtracks. oh i mean yeah, yeah. you know what <laughs> gonna throw my coffee at you by the way it's it's he's it's just like regular coffee he's having right now and he's yeah, not complaining I'm, about it i'm i'm trying to yeah do you put cream in regular coffee or n- never no never so john cracker <laughs> john cracker knives, knives out. out andrea at phil's and the soundtrack to the film rush and the movie rush as well is very good all right all right who's ready to be controversial Oh. Hmm. Yes, Andrea said she is. Oh, Andrea won. <laughs> She's in. Okay, after the break, what does it mean to be politically correct? Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about what is political correctness um, and Maybe let's start by discussing Don Cherry. Actually, Peter, do you know who Don Cherry is? Uh, not until recently. Okay. Not, not until a couple of weeks ago. So, All right. yeah. Well, for any, any listeners who didn't catch the news, Don Cherry was let go from his position on Hockey Night in Canada. And he's been there for a long time. He, yeah, I know I grew up time. on Saturday nights watching Coach's Corner, yeah. hearing his thoughts. And buying his videos. Yeah, Rock'em, Rock'em Sock'em. Um, which, just, did he still make those in recent years? Yeah. That, I think he did, a, actually, I think. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But anyways, he had made a comment on the air about Remembrance Day and people not wearing poppies, which, if you're not Canadian, we should maybe just say that's something that a lot of Canadians wear. It's a little pin of a poppy just to kind of show respect to the yeah, veterans. Memorialize. Right, so his, his comments were... Um, I think it was those people need to wear poppies and then some people interpreted that as immigrants, minorities in Toronto and the surrounding areas. I think he was even a little more specific than just the, these, those people. I think it was one more thing that made it obvious. I think he had he led up about. 
by talking about the areas he was driving through, oh, okay. I think, okay. which would be areas with lots of visual minorities. and. Okay. Um, yeah. So what do we think about that? Should he have been let go? Should he, is that a good enough reason for someone to lose their job? Hmm. Well, I've heard Chris. a few people like <laughs> pretty upset about it. Like even just, <clears throat> there's someone on the street with a sign the other day. Did, did you guys see that? Yeah. Like, Don Cherry was... Well, she is this a sign the lady the by. Yeah, you mentioned that, right? Yeah, she was had a Canadian flag like tied around her, like a cape. She had a poster that said "I support free speech," and then just a picture of Don Cherry. She right. was trying to get people to like honk at the hmm. corner on City Hall Park. Yeah, you do hear the term "free I speech" honk, when you hear about political correctness and how yeah. those two go together. Yeah, um, but he, right? He was allowed to say what he said, so mm-hmm. he just has to. There's consequences for what you say, even if it is free speech. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. Right? Like, you are allowed to say... I would say there's not, like, a huge surprise that Don Cherry would have those opinions. Like, I don't think um, the fact that he said it caught people off guard. Maybe. Uh, maybe I'm wrong about that. But he said things, even over the last 10 years, that are kind of questionable. And, like, oh, should you be talking like that? About even um, Europeans in the NHL, about... Women. Um, women. Yeah. So some clips that were pretty, pretty, uh, pretty sexist. I mean, you know, that's just, it's kind of part of his persona, right? Like, yeah, I don't think right. anybody who follows him was all that surprised. No. Um, Peter, when you heard about it, like, and the poppy, you know, that, like, what did you think about? Uh, well, first I had to look up who Don Cherry was because yeah. I had no idea. <laughs> then, then I was quite impressed by his suits. Uh, yeah. actually not really. They're quite ugly, but yeah. I probably just offended people by saying that, but um, with the with the poppy thing, yeah, like uh, the thing that I do find interesting is when I first moved to Canada, I had no idea what the poppies were either. We don't use that at all in the states, and so um, and people actually nobody instructed me on what they were how to do my own research. So I'm like, okay, if you're going to complain, maybe maybe Canadians should be making sure that new people in Canada know what hmm. the poppies are. Like it's. Yeah. Like yeah. I, his his complaint, I think was, I don't know, I don't know enough about him, but it's it was over the top from the little bit I yeah I looked into it. So I think it was certainly inappropriate at the very least. I mean, you know, number one, it assumes that if you're not wearing a poppy, you're doing it as like a as a choice, like you're taking a stand against Canada's military and right, it, and and you're also claiming that it's only you people who aren't wearing them, like yeah. And as a high school teacher, I can tell you a lot of. A lot of Canadian-born high school kids didn't wear them either. <laughs> right. Like, it's not like... Right. And yeah. it, it follows basic political trends uh, within every country right now to have this awesomely, uh, awesome backlash against anybody new to that country, and it's, uh, um, which is really concerning. Like, I, I think mm-hmm. we should be very concerned when we're, whenever we're upset about immigrants uh, in our society. Like... When influential voices maybe speak out in those ways, mm-hmm. you're not doing a whole lot of good. So, like, <clears throat> he was fired from Sportsnet. Yeah. And the backlash against Sportsnet was pretty angry. That yeah. it's free speech. He can say what he wants. Yeah. Um, Does free speech apply to a, a private business company? Like, I know it's like a media organization, but... Like, well, don't they control the speech that comes out of oh, there? Oh, of so course. That he's like, representing them, them. Yeah. Well, not only that, they're usually tape delayed and they can say what, like, to, they, they have an image that they want to maintain and 
part of that image is to have Don Cherry on because they've had him for 40 years or however long, right? So they know what they're getting with yeah. him a little bit. So and I does, think the controversy is part of the appeal. So does free mm. speech really apply to that, though? Because we, I don't know if we should think of... Uh, Sportsnet as this like public sphere, like it is a media company, but it's not like where people can say whatever they want. That's yeah. not what it's built for. I so. kind of agree. I don't. I don't love the free speech argument when when this happened. A lot of people talk about free speech. I don't know that that's not what this is. Well, it's his it's his job to talk about hockey, and they want him for like you said his controversial views. Um, but it's like any job. If you're not doing your job to the expectations of your employer they have the right to fire you right right if you're not doing your job the way you're supposed to yeah there's a lot of so opinions i have about don cherry i th- i kind of think 10 years ago he had run his course but one mm. thing he did do was like if if you've watched the show over the years you've seen he he always highlights canadian servicemen and women like um yeah military police firefighters who have been injured or killed in the line of duty and he'll show those photos and talk about their families and I think that's a really like I don't actually see that anywhere else in Canadian society yeah. and I was always kind of proud that he did that and then he actually got fired on Remembrance Day which I kind of think sucked like I just right. the timing of that it that. sort of was like a kick in the teeth a bit but maybe there's hey there's no good time like the present to deal with those things yeah. but it just sort of sucked I thought the how that all went down on the backlash on, like, if there wasn't the backlash on social media that there was, hmm. would, like, I would don't think Sportsnet would have fired him. Yeah. Right? Like, it's, it's, it's a business. They're responding to the laws of supply and demand. People were demanding a different product, so they're responding to that. So is that what political correctness is? Kind of like a jury of social media people who demand an instant reaction? Is that... I, yeah, I think kind it's of the life we're in now. Define what political correctness is. Didn't you Google it a second ago? Yeah. <laughs> well, what's weird is we. I hadn't. I typed in P into my phone, and because we were talking about political correctness, it came up right away. Here's what Wikipedia says: <laughs> the avoidance, often considered as taken to extremes, of forms of expression or action that are perceived to exclude, marginalize, or insult groups of people who are socially disadvantaged or discriminated against. That's a pretty wordy definition, but it's they're claiming it's the avoidance. Yeah, right, so to be often correct. taken to extremes of forms of expression or action that are perceived to exclude. Like the, those seem to me like things we should avoid. Yeah, right. So I, the problem is perceived, and then it's like perceived right. by whom? Right. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm I a little surprised exactly of this it, because oh, okay. like. I think it's, in many ways, it's who gets to define the terminology that's used about a group of people. Is it the majority culture Mm. or is it that group of people that defines that terminology? Mm. Uh, And so um, I'm not kind of, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of political correctness. I think it's just correctness. Like what is the accurate terminology to use about a group of people or certain situations? Um, What describes it? To the best degree. And so, uh, and often I think it's that minority group that should set that definition of... Uh, How they want to be spoken of? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think political correctness kind of has a derogatory, yeah. um, or I don't know if that's the right word, but 
like negative, it's negative, negative yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, like and and people trying to guess somebody's political leanings by if they use political correctness mm. or not, which I don't really appreciate. So I'm sure like listeners will probably just automatically assume from what I just said that I'm a crazy like, off the wall liberal. You're being kind to other groups. You must be a liberal. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and you know, Peter, as teachers, we indoctrinate our kids with leftist ideologies. Oh so yeah, yeah, that's also a problem. <laughs> you're all socialists, aren't you? That's Isn't that, yeah. how that works? So we're almost in two sort of topics here. One, just to be politically correct and what that means and is that important to us and should it be? And then also what's been called sort of the cancel culture that we're in right now. Mm-hmm. The outrage online when something happens hmm. and then the backlash. So That's called cancel culture? I've heard cancel oh, culture heard is yeah. kind of like the way it's, but it's Again, it has a negative connotation. It does. Like, yeah. Where it's, it's the, the court of public opinion. Yeah. Um, not a lot of context usually in those yeah. kind of arguments. Um, uh, and it's... I think it can be good for pressure. Like I think Don Cherry, personally, like you're right, maybe it was should have been done a while ago. Like I think, you know, or handled different. Like don't resign the guy. Sure. Yeah. Ten times in a row. But then there's things that maybe someone said 20 years ago, or 30 years ago, and you can't bring up it and say, you know, you're you're the worst person ever because you said this thing one time that I took out. Of, you know. Well, we can talk about that because yeah. that's happening now well, too. That happens too. Yeah. So let's do a quick break and then maybe we'll jump into that. Sounds good. So yesterday, in one of my, my classes, I heard some, some teenagers talking, and one of them said, that's so retarded. But then she self-corrected. She said, I mean, that's so, that's so dumb, which also kind of highlights why saying that is retarded is, could be offend, offensive to some people. But um, I know there's words like that, like retarded or, or saying that's so gay things like that that we maybe said as kids ourselves but now I know for me like I I call kids out whenever I hear that stuff like it it really I don't like it but is that is that fair to them or like you're making them be politically correct basically like you're right Hmm. or asking them to be politically correct is it fair to them to call them out is that what you're asking well or yes it is (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I, I think so too. But, but are, are there terms that maybe Tyler isn't shouldn't be the authority on? Do you know what I mean? Like those two are pretty straight up. Or when they are say, you saying it's is it fair since you use the word as a teen? A little bit that, but then their I guess their response that they say is I didn't mean it in that way. Yeah. Okay. I didn't mean to offend anyone. Okay. So then let's align and, what we mean with what we say a little closer right and does it and then my response to that would usually be does it matter if you meant to be offensive or not hmm. if it is offensive that's a good follow-up question yeah but if you if you paint your kid in blackface for halloween and you have no idea the cultural context of that and somehow you've avoided right the understanding that that is offensive for a variety of reasons i mean is that okay if someone's like hey that's not good like could that be done naively yeah, can we can we give the benefit of the doubt for people? Right. Like, is that is that what we're missing maybe sometimes? Well, I think it's the way you, like, if you came down on someone who is genuinely naive, right? There's a way to hold them to account, right? Like, there's shaming or there's, and maybe that's more what I meant. Right? Is it fair to like come down on someone when they don't, when they 
are ignorant or they're naive. Like, how do you have that conversation? Well, and I, I've also heard the sentiment of like, I can't say anything anymore. Or like, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know what I can say anymore. I can't even you use these derogatory right. slurs. Like, well, how am I supposed to communicate? That's what I, that's what I always think. I always, <laughs> my, my big question is like, what do you want to say? Right? Like, but, yeah. but you do hear that. Like, how do you keep up with all this? How do we know? Right. First it was LGB and then LGBTQ. And like, I don't even know anymore. And like, things are always changing. And I don't want to learn, uh, right. you know, how to be, I, I, you know. The word indigenous, like, where did Sensitive that come from? To other, yeah, now we use that word. Do we yeah, not say Inuit anymore? Why is that? Like, yeah. you know, people people don't like having to keep up. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm sympathetic to people who don't like the change, and it's difficult to keep up with all that change. Like, I, I think we should all be sympathetic toward that. Uh, but the, the thing is, it's like, it's... Oh, just display your ignorance in a humble way like hmm. i don't know the best terminology to use like it's um and somebody who's in that minority group will hopefully like inform you in a gentle manner and they right. um and if they don't inform you in a gentle manner that's perfectly fine too because like this is a but a do you think the weighty issue the people who are doubling down on that are typically not the naive ones they're usually the naive people in my experience are going oh i'm sorry that offend like i'll change the way i'm doing it. that was a mistake i shouldn't have yeah. done that usually the people who are fighting it like want to use those terms for some reason mm -hmm. i i've encountered people like that <laughs> like that too and i want i ask or i wonder what is it that they are so what do they want to hold on to those words for? Hmm. Like, what are you giving up by changing your vocabulary a little bit? If it's going to mean that other people aren't going to feel right. offended or excluded. Yeah. Even if you didn't mean it to be offensive, what, what are you giving up by not using those terms anymore? Isn't it power? Like, that's how I hmm. see it. Like, if, if you do not have the ability to define a group, but that group of people has the ability to define themselves, you're giving up power. Um, hmm. And so it's power that's been held by certain groups for a long, long, for long a very time. long time. Yeah. So it's I, I see I see the struggle there. I see why it's difficult for people to to change their language because basically what they're saying is I don't have the right to uh, define this language anymore, and that's tough for people to do. Huh. And by the way, they have every right to still use whatever language they want to use. Like right, right. Like there's no police. Like you, like if you want people to be offended by your words, you have the right to do that. Yeah, you do. Like if I you mean, want to be a jerk, there's probably gonna, a line where that crosses into hate speech. Sure pretty quickly. Bible laws and hate speech and things like that. But in general, though, there's certain yeah. terms that you can, if you're unwilling, if you really want to be reason, a jerk, if you really want, like you <laughs> know, people are going to be offended, and that's okay with you. Yeah. You know. That's what I mean. Like, I guess I don't totally. I'd love to have someone who really wants to hold on to these terms. On the podcast. Yeah, like Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then specifically, what do you want to say? I would love to know what are the terms in particular that people hold on to in general. You know what I mean? I was recently in a conversation about this where I was kind of surrounded by people who were on the other side of the issue of me. And I asked these, a lot of these questions like, why? what would you be giving up by changing the way we speak or and they wouldn't that answer that question was never really answered it always came back to the people who are being offended are too sensitive right? snowflakes right snowflakes. right yeah. or yeah. like people are just they're trying to be offended by everything 
it's and, it's interesting when when I've heard that before where people are like, uh, yeah, the the people who are offended are too sensitive. I'm like, minority groups go through a lot more crap than people realize, and to like say that they're offended over a simple thing isn't what's going on. It's like they're trying to see a structural change within society with with uh, using different language. But but I've I've heard that before. It's just. Yeah, they're almost like be- they're offended that someone is offended. It, it offends me that you are so sensitive that about what I'm saying, and like then it's almost like they're the victim. Yeah. Right. Well, let's Bye. be clear. Like we do live in an era of outrage online, and so do people do feign outrage for purposes like that. That exists. I think there are those people who look to be outraged and look to be offended. Um, but at the core right. of it, what you said, the minority sort of class structure, whatever it is. That's at the heart of the matter, and that's important. Mm-hmm. So you, you kind of have to delete the noise, I guess, sometimes when you think about this stuff. Right. Like, you need to keep in mind, like, not everyone is arguing in good faith, but... Well, it's interesting that you had this conversation with people. I don't even know how you would talk about that with, like, without that just becoming just so volatile of a conversation that well, you could even talk about. I think Tyler's good at that. In that conversation, I was, like, actively thinking... Like be harmonious. Yeah, yeah. Like wow. if that language was in my head. That's art. So imitating life or the other way around. I'm not sure. Because I could feel myself kind of getting. It was. It could have escalated into just fisticuffs. <laughs> maybe, but more just divisiveness and. Oh. But it. Yeah. So what, what so do you do difficult. in that situation? It's, ask more questions or right. A yeah. lot. Just ask a lot of asking questions and try to be empathetic or. Yeah. Now, I, I find it interesting that usually the groups of people that struggle with this the most are Christian groups, like especially in the mm. States, like evangelical Christians struggle with politically correct language. And isn't the heart of uh, po- political correctness is trying to be gentle? Like, isn't that like a core, like fruit of the spirit is gentleness, yeah. like uh, uh, and kindness, like and why? Respect w- and love. Yeah. Like, why? Why are we like? So hedging against that, yeah. Yeah. Well, because I think it, it also involves change, right? And like, especially conservative Christians are resistant to change, right? So to be loving and and um and compassionate and respectful does require you to change your language, which might change your or might feel like you're changing your beliefs. Or changing your traditions. Right. Funny thing is, if you look at like a historic Christian theology, I, I, I don't think you'd actually have to change a whole lot of of the language for now. Like it's like if we actually are speaking in Christian terms, we don't really have to change anything. Mm-hmm. Like, but the problem is we're not being. Uh, controlled by speaking in uh, loving terms and gentle terms and kind terms. So it's. Yeah. And lots of people are, but I I know that's the, the spotlight is on that group right now. I think Mm -hmm. change is coming. So one of my favorite movies is Office Space, um, which starts with, uh, I can't remember, I don't Michael remember, Bolton the, Michael Bolton, yeah, in a car on his way to work and tra- kind of in traffic and he's listening to aggressive rap music. 
Um, and he's a white man and he is just singing along full volume to the lyrics of the rap song. And that is me sometimes on the way to school. <laughs> yeah. But one thing that I do is I, I refrain from using the N word. You self edit. I self edit. Um, but it kind of made, <laughs> makes me think like, is it even appropriate for the, the rapper or the, the artist to be using that language? Right? So like if you're part of a minority group, can you use the derogatory terms for your group because you're a part of that group? Yeah. And this can be part of the discussion. Uh, people say, you know, why I can't say it, but you can. Right. Uh, you know, another rule to remember. Yeah. Another, yeah. you know. Yeah. Thoughts? Yeah, I've just observed that that seems to be the way it is. I don't know if it should be that way, but. Yeah, I've I've been thinking about this one for a while because like uh, LGBTQ people will often use very derogatory terms toward each other. That's a very common. Um, in a in what kind of a way? Like ironic like, or like loving? Yeah. Or, just, it, uh, or like to put each other down? Uh, not to tear each other down. It's uh, uh, often it's sort it's of like a camaraderie. A funny thing, in right? joke like kind we, of. We understand like the pain of being called that language, and so it's just like. Like, so often, like, when that language is used toward each other, like, you're, yeah, it is camaraderie. You understand the pain, the difficulty, and you're trying to make uh, uh, a really difficult situation lighter. Hmm. Um, uh, but it's, it's interesting. If we tell everybody else that they shouldn't use that language, uh, is that a double standard that yeah. we're requiring people to follow? Um, because what if someone is a, an ally or a good friend and actually wants to use it in the same way that members of that group are using right. it? Right. To be part of the group. To be a part of the group and to show the camaraderie. And, yeah. But it probably wouldn't but, go but over unless as well. If, unless if they're called that derogatory term on a, a regular basis, I'd be strongly against like uh, a majority person using that. Yeah, yeah, that's hard I, to define. That's it, that's hard to define. It really is. Like, and I'm I can see how an that. outsider see, views that as a double standard. They might be wrong, but I can see where they would say, yeah. mm -hmm. "You shouldn't either if you don't want us to, or whatever." I don't. Yeah, I don't. I that's don't a think good it's, question. It's it's a it's another way that people feel like they don't know what's to, what to say and what they can't say. It's just another yeah. layer of that frustration. I think. Yeah. Um, Maybe you can call it like the, the hypocritical layer where it's, you know, some can, some can't. Um, and, and that actually does require, I think, some actual like learning, like historical context is important. Like it's not just about saying like, don't use that word because this, you know, we used to call these people this word, but like there's a lot more going on there when it comes to, well, you know, rap, gangster rap lyrics. Like there's, there's a lot of historical stuff that you, to really understand it would take more than a two second Google search. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and a lot of time with, uh, these, uh, derogatory terms, minority groups will often try to almost sort of like reclaim that term and try to make it like a positive redeem it kind of. Almost. Yeah. And, and whether that's the best way to go or not is often debated, debated with it within those groups. But it's, uh, it is, interesting um, how minority groups deal with uh, hateful language that's against them. So, yeah. I, I don't see it as a double standard necessarily. Yeah. But. Yeah. By redeeming it, is it redeeming it for use within the, that community or within that group? 
or is it hopefully redeeming it in the for everybody or is it like kind of like reclaiming power for our group but this is something that we can use and no one else can I, I think it's more for that group yeah I could be wrong with that though it's like but. in Game of Thrones when Jon Snow's called a bastard and then Tyrion tells him to like cl- like own that word and like wear it like armor yeah right he's like hmm. just like well I'm wow. teaching King Lear Great right reference. now and, and there's a a little monologue by Edmund and he says stand up for bastards and it's similar like he, he's like well, using that as a positive term for himself yeah yeah. yeah, something that he's been called his whole life. But. Is there like a master resource that someone like me could go on online? Right. I was like, just thinking the same thing. This word, because I think in general the average person knows these terms you don't ever say. Right. And these you wouldn't say, but then there might be some that you go, oh, I didn't know that was offensive, and hopefully there's grace on the side to I'm, say, yeah. in the moment, like I'm learning and I'm sorry if that offended you. I won't use that term or word anymore. And that, I think it takes time to change our thinking about things as we learn. As a general rule of thumb, could it be sort of, um, if the term refers to like a minority or a marginalized group, it's probably best bet to not, to not, you know what I mean? Like it's kind of like a good indicator that maybe that's not, you know, on the, on the safe side. Like if you say, okay, boomer, uh, that's probably okay because they're not a marginalized group. (laughs) But does it offend them? I don't, I don't know. Like, baby boomer has been a term for 50, 60 years. But is okay boomer different than calling somebody a baby boomer? Because yes. it seems like it's, a, it's a condescension. Yeah. And, and you can use it. I was talking with high school students about this, too. They, they use it for each other. So it's almost, so like, it's an insult to be called a boomer. So it's turned it into a derogatory term. Right. Just like how when we were younger, we would call each other, like, retards. We didn't mean it. To offend to mentally offend handicapped. Group. We meant people. to offend our friend, which kind of as a byproduct offended another group. But isn't so I could see it, Boomer being similar. But it's but I agree that the group that's being offended doesn't hasn't been oppressed. But is offense but. only happening when the group is small? Hmm. Like there's a large group of people who might feel offended is like they shouldn't be offended because there's lots of them. I don't know. No, I see what you're saying. That seems kind of weird too. The term doesn't refer to. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I, I see. Well, I, as far as I know, when you say "okay, boomer," it's kind of like saying "okay." Like we get that you're old and out of touch, but right, right. It's sarcasm. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if you if you if you know if you know that some people offensive. were. And I actually haven't heard anyone really say they're No, me either. I just saw the hashtag online. Let's say that is happening. There's like a pushback against it. Like, this is offensive. Even if I don't agree that it should be, I'm going to try to lean towards being respectful. Yeah. Like, even if I don't agree with it being offensive, I cannot use that term. Even if it offends you slightly that those people are offended. (laughs) Yeah, or (laughs) or even if you think you're being way too sensitive. (laughs) You're being way too sensitive, boomers. Even if I think that, I can still change the way I talk. Yeah. Now, one one of the things I find interesting, though, is even though I think using the best language with the kind intentions is the best thing, I've had people use the correct language but mean intentions, and Mm. I've had people use uh, horrible language with really kind intentions, Mm. and... And hmm. even even though ultimately I want kind attentions and correct language, sometimes you kind of have to work with what take you one have. with the, yeah. And it's yeah, uh, that's a good point. Um, 
Can you see that in the moment or does it take like It's actually a lot of time it's pretty easy to see. It's usually it usually is somebody who is uh um a boomer, let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> actually kind of yeah, like some somebody who who is yeah, in a different generation and is uh um they they're using the language that they were taught, uh, but they're often you see people trying to to make their best effort to be kind, and I think that's easy to notice. So, so sometimes in the moment I'm a little less uh, picky ab- about the language if it's easy to see what that person is trying to do. And, like we'll work on that, but yeah. I get where you're coming from. Yeah, maybe we'll be. We should re-record this episode when we have grandkids and they're saying like, "Okay, millennial," and, and <laughs> we're lost and we don't know what we can say anymore, and we're frustrated yeah. with the changing world. And yeah, you know, like it's easy. You know, I already don't understand youth culture at all. Um, <laughs> I don't know what a TikTok is. Uh, oh. I know it's I was a chi- in a TikTok. It's the a Chinese-owned company. Hey, TikTok is yeah. kind of sketchy. It you really is. It. Yeah. Yeah, and the, uh, this uh, Chinese-owned company put in billions of dollars to make it the biggest uh, social media app. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a sketchy app. Yeah. Yeah, but. It works perfectly on my Huawei phone. <laughs> so as we were talking off mic, uh, we realized that there's a whole lot more that we can talk about with this issue. So we'll pick this up next time uh, for part two. Yeah. Am I invited? To You're that? invited back. Okay, that's it. And we'll oh, do it relatively exciting. soon, I think. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, we'll have a part two, but now we'll begin our confessions. And so my confession, and I will fix this soon, I promise, but I haven't listened to the last couple of Harmonious Gentlemen episodes. Uh, Really, I only listen to the ones I'm on, so yeah. it's... Uh, the mic's not picking this up, but I'm giving a pretty serious death stare right now across <laughs> the table. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'll fix that. I've been distracted by impeachment podcasts mm-hmm. from my own <laughs> country, so, so I'll catch up soon. There'll be a little uh, quiz next time. <laughs> yeah. To make sure if I actually... Yeah. Though I did hear that you guys have like thrown me under the bus in the last couple episodes. No, you'll never know. Well, you wouldn't okay. know. <laughs> By the way, have you heard the Asset podcast? No. I'll tell you about it later. Okay, sounds good. Uh, my confession is, no, I don't think it's that embarrassing, but it's slightly embarrassing. I watched the Pixar movie Coco again uh, this week because I have the Disney Plus streaming app and it's awesome. Uh, so I just thought, oh, I'll watch Coco. I like that movie. And I forgot that I cry all the time at um, about minute 132, <laughs> an hour and 30 minutes in. It's a great, great Pixar movie, but just it's it's a lot about memory and the legacy of your family. And then my wife walks in all the time when I'm just like sobbing at what? Well, what's the problem this time? And it's, you know, you know there's and, nothing wrong with crying. No, I, I no. know. But it's just that it's like clockwork that I cry at the same part every time. Yeah. I guess that's a confession. Okay, so everybody could go to an hour and 32. Well, I think it's around there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I went to, my confession also has to do with watching a movie. I went to a free family movie in Lacombe. We went to Elf. Oh, great and there movie. was a trailer, because they just played a DVD or Blu-ray or something. It had a trailer for the movie Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn. And I, for it, took, like it came out the same time as Elf, so oh, okay. years and years ago. Yeah. Right, so, but I was 
even during that tra the trailer for four Christmases, I was feeling this little tinge of like emotion. And then Krista joined a little bit later and I said, you know what, we should watch Four Christmases. Which, in retrospect, like that could be a confession itself yeah, that, I, like, that I said that to my that, wife. Yeah. Like it's a, probably a horrible like rom-com, Christmas rom-com. But then during Elf, I teared up like three or four times. Thinking and about Four Christmases? Or? Maybe, I don't know. But it was, it was just a, it was a weird, I, I could feel it coming on and I was very self-aware. Like, was it the snowball scene? Yes. No. <laughs> it, it was actually any scene okay. with uh, the dad. James like, Conn, yeah. And yeah. then his and his kid, where huh. he's kind of like not a great father, and then he was, by the end, a better father. So there's a little bit of justification, but it was still like I'm in this theater full of like little kids, and I'm like, what Watching is going on here? Movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I cried at lots of things. Talladega so Nights. I did say there's a, there's no problem with crying, but that one, that's pretty. <laughs> that's a confession. That's a real confession. I almost said that's pretty gay, but that wouldn't have been appropriate, would it? Like if I said that. I'll, I'll talk to you later about <laughs> Can we do part that. two? Yeah. yeah. I think I need a part two. Um, I'll change, we're, we're low on time. I'll change my confession. I'll save it for next time, and, and I'll just add one real quickly. Um, I watched The Office. You guys ever watched The Office? Yes. The... Steve. The TV show with yeah. Steve Carell because <laughs> yeah, okay. everyone watches it and I've seen it a bunch of times through you can, on in the background and when Jim and Pam get married there's always a shot when they're walking onto Niagara Falls boat yeah. with their, their yeah. smocks on I always tear up at that moment I just think what would probably make me tear up yeah. that one does it and it's not even like that good of an episode but for some reason just oh, like there's a lot of build up to that there moment there is like I know eight seasons but, and you know like to get all sappy my wife and I went there on our honeymoon and put the blue things on and because did that, did of the it. office no oh <laughs> but speaking of things that make me that make me tear up, but I think we were talking earlier. After I had kids, I, I tear up at so much stuff that yeah. I never used to. Yeah. Um, like when they kick you in the junk, for yes. example. <laughs> yes, when Peter kicks me when he gets mad at me. <laughs> yeah. Um, we do talk a lot on the podcast about how we need to do this more sometime. But this is, this will be part two. Like we will actually record next. Like our next yeah. episode will be part I think two. Should be part two. Okay. Yeah, because I think there's lots more we could say. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So we'd like to hear your feedback, as always. And if you want to, drop us a line at harmoniousgentleman at gmail.com. Or you can get us on Insta or um, Twitter at, at harmoniousgents. Yeah, and our challenge for the week is tell 100 friends about the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or tell one friend 100 times. <laughs> what we do. <laughs> what would be more difficult? <laughs> Okay, well, thank you to our uh, our host here, a Andrea. Andrea, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Andrea. And, uh, <laughs> She's in the kitchen. Have a great day, everybody. Yeah. Christmas coming up. We'll see you soon. Sounds good. All right. Harmonious gentleman.